your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. We all like to think of ourselves, I suppose, as relatively fit and healthy with that walking theme in mind. But a new study shows that Irish people may not be in as great shape as we think we are, with a new Health of the Nation report stating that the amount of daily exercise has decreased since 2019 and we're also more anxious and lonely. And our own Ashton Kelly chatted to Professor Niall Moyna, who's a well-known expert, about these findings and what can be done to help us sort this problem. And what we've seen is basically since 2018, since we started the survey, there's been around a 3.3 kilo increase in body weight. So, so it's going up. And you know, people might say, well, obviously we had have, we have the COVID blip. COVID accounted for around 43% of that. Our body weight was increasing anyway. But certainly it was accelerated somewhat during, during COVID. But the good news is that we have sort of stopped that increase. It's abated, uh, particularly in women. Uh, this year, we have seen, compared to last year, we've seen a two kilogram decrease in body weight in women. And I think that's brilliant. But I think we still have to be aware of the fact that as a nation, if you look at the average man and the average woman, they're still in, in the mid-overweight uh, uh, category heading towards obese. So it's, it's still not good news, but at least we haven't increased uh, our BMI compared to last year. What factors do you think have contributed towards this increase in, in body weight with the population? Oh, yeah. How long do we have? Yeah, you know, yeah. It's that age-old question. You know, there are so many factors. Obviously, it's the modern world that we live in, the highly processed food um, that is, you know, extremely marketed, particularly to, to people at younger and younger ages. And obviously, the changes in the social-cultural environment that we live in, from eating three meals a day to living in a culture where we're always grazing, uh, we're eating something and most of the food that we tend to eat, not quite a lot of the food that we tend to be eating, tends to be this highly processed, addictive food. I think that, that's two big issues. In the past, most of our meals were, were, were cooked at home. And now we buy a lot of processed meals. And then obviously the third thing is we're not just as physically active, but I would put much more weight on the change in our, in our caloric consumption versus the decrease in activity when it comes to putting on body weight. So, for all our advancement, could it be that our grandparents had a way healthier diet and understanding of food than, than what we have now? Well, you know, it's the old saying, if it's coming out of the ground, it's pretty healthy. And most of the food that previous generations would have eaten would have been food that was coming out of the ground, not processed food, and food that was cooked. And there's absolutely no doubt about that. It's the change in the quantity and the quality of food that we're consuming. And you just have to walk into any major store in Ireland, you know, and you can't get to the cash register without walking through, you know, a labyrinth of, of, of fast of food, highly processed food. And it's so difficult. And it's marketed to us 24-7. Do you think that advertising needs more regulation when it comes to these processed foods? Do you think people realise uh, what they're eating and maybe what subconsciously they're taking in messaging about these processed foods? Well, I, I think we have to be very careful, you know, about over-regulation. I think, you know, you, you have to give people a personal choice. But I think one thing we're lacking as a nation is health literacy. People just don't understand the impact of eating this highly processed food, the impact it has on their insulin. A simple example is every time you eat a highly processed food, the likelihood is you have a surge in insulin. And once the insulin is a hormone that's released by your, by your pancreas that removes glucose out of your bloodstream. And as soon as that's elevated, 
it shuts down the ability of your fat cells to burn fat. And, and think about it, we're, we're in a grazing culture and our insulin levels are elevated all day. And in addition to not letting us burn fat, it is an, an array of other deleterious effects on our body function. So I think people don't understand this. They don't understand the clinical implications that if you get type 2 diabetes, the likelihood is within 15 years you're going to be maybe 15 to 17 medications a day with nearly every single organ system in your body negatively affected. I think we have to get that message across. If we don't get it across, uh, look, I'll put both hands up. You know, I'm a chocoholic. I love chocolate. But there's times I just have to say, look, I just can't eat it. I know what's going to happen to my body. And I think if people were more aware, particularly starting at younger ages, and it comes back to this issue that I've been harping on now for a decade, we need a health science curriculum in our secondary school. Not a biology, not a home economics, but combining aspects of those plus physical education uh, and social well-being all into a health science curriculum so people leave better informed, not just about diet, but lifestyle in general, I can make better choices. And another thing from this report that I was really interested in was the say-do gap in terms of mental health and social connection. Um, could you explain it to me? Yeah, you know, as a nation, we're not the first survey. You know, the Irish Life Survey is not the first one, Health of the Nation Survey is not the first one to actually show this. There are also government reports that say, you know, there's a bit, we, you know when you ask people, when we ask people, they said, they think they're, he- they think they're healthier than they were last year. They think that they're eating healthier as well and they've a better work-life balance. But then when you pick up the bonnet and you look under the hood, the data doesn't support that. So there's this perception about how healthy we are. And I think that's this disconnect. It's a little bit concerning that people think that they're healthy when, in fact, they're actually not healthy. And I think we need to get our head around that. And maybe it's due to the fact that many of the chronic diseases, like type 2 diabetes or heart disease or dementia, you know, the first sign, you know, the first... You know, they incubate for maybe 15, 20, 30 years. And, you, and the first sign you have is, oh, I get a heart attack or I've been told, you know, that I have valvular heart disease or whatever the case may be. And I think because we don't get regular, we don't have a preventive medicine slant in this country at all. In fact, I don't call it the health service. I call it the disease service because we spend about 3.3% of our healthcare budget on preventive medicine. Whereas if you get sick, you can then access our disease care system. We need to change that paradigm because people don't realize when they do access the healthcare system with a chronic condition, unfortunately it's too late. That's Professor Niall Moyna there uh, chatting to our own Ashlyn. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.